does meditation work or is it just spiritual nonsense? Welcome to the Fight for Love podcast, the show where we talk about health, empowerment and training. And today we're going to dive into the martial arts world again. Welcome, my beautiful, tasty little muffins out there. My name is Tanya. I am a personal trainer in the Zurich area in Switzerland, and I am a kickboxer, a coffee lover, a cat lover. Speaking of, I'm joined today by the one and only Kanzu, who has his back turned on us, but he's a cat, so that's just what cats do, I guess. And of course, by Kickboxing Kitty. Here, Kickboxing Kitty, little plushie with Super cute toe beans, a little tail, and a hood on its little tracksuit. If you want to order Kiki and you're in Switzerland, you're in luck because I sell her for 64 bucks with shipping in Switzerland. So just reach out to me if you want to have a Kiki for yourself. Okay, um, merchandise promoted, done. <laughs> um, so glad you're joining me today. Today, I want to talk about something that's um, on my mind quite a lot, because um, if you've heard my podcast before, if you've um, yeah, kind of followed what I do, I often make the distinction between martial arts and combat sports, which actually, actually I feel like makes more sense in German. We're talking about Kampfkunst on one hand and Kampfsport on the other, which is um, roughly translated to, uh, well, I guess martial arts and um, fighting sports, which would be like more like combat sports. And um, to me, the difference, like, I have a background in Kung Fu. I've been doing Kung Fu, or I had, like, I'm, I haven't been doing it for a while. I stopped doing it a couple of years ago. But I've been doing kickboxing for about 10 years before. And there was, like, a transition period where I tried different things, where I also got into kickboxing. But I transitioned completely into kickboxing maybe, like, four or five years ago and stopped Kung Fu. And to me... It's just a big difference between these two martial arts because um, for me, one, Kung Fu especially, which I count to the martial arts, to the um, Kampfkunste, is um, something that has more tradition with it, that come with it, um, some religious aspects, some history, and then on the other side, I have kickboxing in my life, which is just the sport itself. There's nothing attached to it. It's all about the sport, right? No philosophy, no um, spiritual ideas, nothing. So maybe you've heard that before, or maybe you remember my episode. It, I think it was called uh, Religion and Atheism in Martial Arts and Combat Sports, where I talked more about this about this distinction between those two worlds and the pros and cons. And um, basically what I want to get into today, it's going to be a little bit similar, but I want to 
get into, especially like the kind of, um, I call it woo woo science thingy. Um, for example, well, it's not a woo woo science, but just, just, just bear with me. Just bear with me. I'm going to make it simple now, but I'm going to get into it later. Um, meditation. Is that just woo woo or is it actually helpful? Meditation and similar stuff. What can we learn from the world of martial arts, the more spiritual ideas of martial arts, which you know, if, you, if you've heard me, if you've heard the other episode, if you kind of follow me, you know, I'm like opposed to it a little bit. I used to have a strong belief in all these things, um, in these more spiritual energy, whatever things. I don't anymore. And um, let me start out with a good old disclaimer. I believe what I believe. You believe what you believe. I'm not here to tell you what you should believe. Um, I'm just here to share my opinions, my story, and my ideas. And you can take them. If you find them helpful, great. If you don't, that's fine too. Um, I don't want to offend anybody. I just really want to make it clear. Whatever you believe, whatever I believe, it's fine. Just as long as we don't hurt people, we're good. Okay. All right. I'm just going to be straightforward and honest with everything. So let me start out with a story. No, two stories. Actually, we were standing in a circle, all of us. And, oh, by the way, this is um, hair dye. I'm oh, sorry. I didn't hurt my nail. I didn't. Like, it's not dirt. It's hair dye from dyeing my eyebrows because for some reason my hair got darker but my eyebrows have missed like they didn't get the memo so i have to dye them a little bit <laughs> side story <laughs> so i have hair dye on my nail and looks it looks really funky it looks it doesn't look nice i'm sorry i'm trying to switch my fingers but i'm probably muscle memory's got to take over my i'm right-handed so anyway <laughs> i'm sorry um Okay, story time. Again, again, we were standing in a circle, right? In train, it was training camp. It was, well, we call it training camp. Um, it was just um, the camp for training. We would go somewhere for a week with our Kung Fu school and just train. So we were standing in a circle and one person would stand in the middle and kind of feel the energy of the other people around us. So that's the stuff I'm talking about. Now, whatever you think or whatever this does with you when you hear it, you might think, oh, cool. And you might think, oh, my gosh, what is that? Sounds culty. Um, story number two. Just, just moving on. Story number two. When we would meditate, and we did that very often, we, would, we were told to put our tongues on top of our gums because there was a a meridian point like the chinese acupuncture points that would like help you with clarity and focus and stuff and i used to do that because i used to believe in that and um again these these beliefs have changed for me and i don't believe what i used to believe anymore which is fine nothing bad happened it's just the way life goes we change we adapt we grow or we call it growing whatever you want to call it we just we change as we get older which is fine so anyway um the reason i'm telling you this 
is because I feel like these are pretty much on the spiritual scale, especially the first example, the second one, I mean, um, Chinese medicine. From a lot of people, it's a great thing. Um, I don't think it's researched very good, even though I heard they've been able to show that the fascia kind of wraps around the needle and it releases when you take the needle out and it kind of helps the fascia to relax, which is a cool thing. But other than that, I never heard of a scientific study that actually showed how good it is. A, a reliable one, that being said. But um, especially the first story with the energy, feeling the energy of other people, feeling the... And when I mean energy, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about warmth, which is energy. I'm not talking about... Um, I don't know, calories is energy, but I guess you can't feel calories. But like, let's, let's, for example, if you, if you were, if you were to say, okay, feel the energy of the other person and you would translate energy into warmth. Okay, sure. Fair enough. That works. But if you usually in these, like when you talk about like the spiritual aspect of, of energy, it's usually something, um, like a feeling, like a, like a vibe that you get. And I'm just not, I, I, I'm not into that anymore because yeah. For reasons anyway um and i feel like these two stories especially the first one are very much on the spiritual side of things right and for me as i transitioned more into combat sports into kickboxing where you have nothing spiritual going on you focus on the sport itself and as my mind or, or just my character transitioned into more of an uh, atheistic kind of point of view um I started questioning everything. I questioned everything that I learned through martial arts, through the Kung Fu world. And um, I kind of started to push it away. But it kind of came back to, some things kind of came back to me. And that's what I want to focus on today to show you that even though I'm opposed to some ideas that come from the tradition of martial arts, from that spiritual aspect. There are a lot of things that I find very useful that I learned in the martial arts realm and not in the combat sports realm. And I want to share them with you. So no matter where you are on this spectrum, whether you're a spiritual person who believes a lot of things or whether you're on the atheist side and don't believe this stuff at all, I want to tell you what helped me when I was on both sides, okay, in the martial arts world, world that is kind of missing in the combat sports world. So let me start with um, let me start with meditation directly. I, I have different um, I have different things I want to talk about, but I'm just going to dive right in with the, what's in the title, which is meditation, which which is the biggest plus for me when it comes to martial arts or what I've learned in martial arts. So we were taught to sit down, close our eyes, relax, and breathe deep into our, into our tummy, like deep into our belly. And... In the, in the training camps that we had, we would do this sometimes twice a day for 40 minutes. Sometimes even longer, but like I could barely hold still for 40 minutes. I wouldn't say longer. Some people would do it to up, up to like three hours or something. It was crazy. Um, anyway, meditation. Just sitting down, 
closing your eyes, focusing on your breath, and you're taught to breathe deep into your stomach area, into your belly area, and exhale all the way. Like when you already feel like there's no no air left to exhale, you still exhale more more air. So you fully empty your lungs before you take another breath in. And also you're taught to let go of thoughts. That's something you have to practice. That's something that's really hard to do. You have to try. Our our teacher used to say, imagine um, your thoughts like clouds. When you hold on to one, just let it go and let it like pass by. So that in itself on like what what it what it did to me what i felt was that when i did this regularly it would just help me to be calmer to kind of not having such a loud mind all the time and just be more i know that's a word too but centered if that makes sense but just feel more at home in my body, just kind of, you know, I was just right here. I wasn't all over the place. And I know I've talked about this a thousand times. I have ADHD. My mind, my brain is loud, like all the time. There's so much stuff going on all the time. And I have trouble focusing. And now the interesting part is that when you look at what meditation does from a scientific point of view, you can see that it works in different areas in the brain that influence different abilities that we have so they can help you with the executive functions and help you get a better focus which are two things two main things that people with ADHD struggle with and I feel like it was hard at the beginning to get into the routine of meditating but I personally feel in my life if I do it regularly I'm just calmer I'm I'm more present doesn't mean I don't have to do meds anymore um for my ADHD, medication still helps me to keep my focus when I have to work on certain things. Um, meditation cannot like um, cannot make that go away, obviously, but it can just um, kind of help in the process and just help me stay focused and keep calmer. And uh, it's uh, they were able to look at brain scans and look at what ADHD, uh, not ADHD, what meditation did in the brain and which areas would light up and they had they showed that you can better your executive functions and your focus also it can it's it's actually um it's hard to explain for me because i'm not a neurosurgeon or neuroscientist but look it up it's very interesting it's it's kind of um complex it's not just it's it's more than just saying, okay, this area lit up, so that means that. It's more intertwined, so I can't really explain to you how it works. If you're interested, look it up. But um, it's, it's very, very, um, yeah, it's very interesting. <laughs> I keep saying interesting, but it is. Also, it can help you deal with stress, depression, and even with pain. Because when you meditate, um, it, it, what I read is that when you meditate, the area that produces pain in your brain is too busy on other things. 
or other areas are more busy. So you kind of kind of goes into the background. Um, so this is very interesting. It, meditation can actually help you with stress, with depression, and to deal with pain. Again, it's, it doesn't make it go away. It's not like a solution, but it's something that can just help you with the symptoms a little bit. Um, and also, yeah, I said this before. I'm reading this off my notes. Um, I said this before. It, it can just help you keep your brain a little calmer, which if you have ADHD, try it out. Um, it's hard to get into. I got to be honest, it's, especially for ADHD brains, it's hard to just sit there and breathe. But you can practice it and letting go of thoughts. It's really hard, but you can practice this and you get you get better at it. And it really calms you. It really helps you focus a more. <clears throat> also, um, the next thing that I really appreciate from what I learned in Kung Fu has to do with meditation, but it's actually, they taught us with motivation comes being in the moment, being present and listening to what's on the inside, not in your brain, not the the stuff that you get from the outside. And I'm not, I'm not talking energies, right? I'm talking thoughts. But it focus, focuses your attention on your inside and, and how you're feeling. And not only on a physical, but also on a psycho psychological level. And you're, you get a little bit better with listening to yourself. When you learn... Meditation teaches you that. When you learn to be focused in the moment, you sometimes catch the little things. You sometimes catch the moments where um, you feel something weird. For example, maybe you catch a moment where you feel jealous and you recognize it as jealousy. And we've been taught to like catch that little moment and look beyond it. Why am I feeling this way? What's beyond that? And that kind of kickstarts an effect where you you find the emotion, you try to recognize what's behind it. And when you recognize that, you're you're like, okay, now where does that come from? And when you feel wh where that comes from, when you when you realize where it comes from, you can go deeper and be like, okay, when did this start? And once you've gotten all the way to the core of the emotion, this is where you have a big chance of undoing weird things in your brain that just fucked you up. Let's say, hmm, let me find an example. Um, I don't know. Let's say your mom always told you, don't be mean to other kids. Don't hit other kids. And then you're in martial arts and somebody... Manage, manages to hit you and you get mad and you get like usually you get mad when you get hit even in training but you get a different kind of mad there's different kinds of mad right you can get mad at yourself because you didn't block right or maybe you get mad at the opponent because they had the audacity to hit you and that's what i mean it's like okay i'm mad because i got hit and then you go deeper. Why am I mad? Am I mad at myself or am I mad at my opponent? Oh, I'm mad at my opponent. Okay. Why am I mad at him? We're in martial arts. And then you go deeper and you're like, I'm mad because I feel like he's not supposed to do that. And then you go all the way back to when your mom told you, told you you're not supposed to hit people. It's mean. 
And then you can work on that thing and kind of undo what you've been taught or what you maybe taught yourself. Sometimes it's not other people's fault. <laughs> I mean, everybody can fuck everybody up, right? Even raising kids is so hard, but you can just undo what you learned. And that's something I valued a lot. And meditation just helps you to, to, to get that focus, to catch these emotions in the moment. That's how I feel. At least that's my experience. And we have been taught to really look for these things. And um, it has helped me a lot in my growth in the last couple of years to just recognize stuff and be like, okay, why am I feeling this way? What is behind that? Where where does it originate? Where does it come from? And then be like, oh, interesting. And I'm still learning stuff. It's so cool. <clears throat> um, exactly. Like you, you start to recognize your emotion, and you get you go deeper. And um, also, when we're talking about coming back into the moment, being the present, being in the present moment, something that's like good for everybody, right? Especially if you if you have anxiety or if you just like think about stuff all the time, you know, if you're just stressing out about stuff all the time, it can really help you to come back into the present moment and be in the moment and live this moment, not being like in your head, being being um, at the presentation you have to give tomorrow or um, whether whether you're going to get enough money this month uh, to afford rent or whatever it is. I mean, obviously these are um problems serious problems but sometimes it's it you can only think about stuff so much right before before it's not constructive anymore usually we have worries in our heads that don't help us just like worrying over and over again about the outcome of something won't help us unless we find a solution and sometimes you just stuck in that circle of thinking and thinking and worrying and worrying even though it doesn't help you and coming back into the present moment into to into what is right now in front of you and just living the moment right now this is something meditation can help you with too and this is something that can also um trigger gratitude gratitude something that also is shown to help with uh people who struggle with depression or or struggle with anxiety gratitude can really help you to let go of stress, let go of, or, or also like it's not a solution, but it helps you to to just live your life in a more positive way. And when you're more in the moment and you have a beautiful moment going on, maybe you have a friend over and you really, you, it's just really a great person. You can just um, take a mental picture and be like, Man, I'm so glad I have this person in my life. And but on the other hand, when you're just worried all the time and thinking about what's going to be tomorrow, you kind of miss these little beautiful moments of life. And meditation just helps you to kind of come back into that. And um, also, what's interesting is I have gone more into the mental training aspect of training in the last couple of months. I've always been interested in mental training, but I have started to implement some techniques in my own life. And um, yeah, because I want to uh, better my, my kickboxing skills and I want to do a fight this year. And I just feel like there's still stuff that holds me back on a phys uh, psychological level. And um, I got, I've gotten more into mental training and what it 
means to undo certain things within yourself. What I was talking about earlier, right? Because that's what mental training is. Um, it's very, very, very interesting. Um, it's actually all these components, meditation and feeling your own emotions and being in the moment, gratitude, all these things. Um, as soon as you get into mental training, you you start to realize that all these things that I just listed are part of it, are part of mental training, are part of sharpening your mental abilities. It's very interesting. And mental training is still very, very, um, how do you say, um, underappreciated in sports. And you, you can't you can't unlock all your potential of the physical world if you're not there mentally, if you're not prepared mentally. And all these things I just mentioned that I learned through Kung Fu, through meditation, through, um, yeah, kind of, kind of being quiet and looking inside of myself, all these things I see now again, when I talk about mental, mental um, training. And I realized that even though I don't like the spiritual aspect too much. Well, we can argue this is not the spiritual aspect because it's scientifically proven in a lot of things, but I, I do feel a lot of appreciation. There we go, gratitude, right? I feel a lot of appreciation for what I've learned in the martial arts world, in the Kung Fu world. And um, I really, really, um, I'm a big step ahead of what I would have been if I never would have learned to meditate and not just learned how to, but having to actively do it again and again. So I really appreciate this part of martial arts and it has taught me a lot. And um, I do feel like we should still keep an open mind, um, even if we don't always understand everything. Talking to myself, talking to somebody who is more on the on the atheist um, scientific side of things. Um, yeah, I think it's important to just keep an open mind and just recognize that there's. Most of the time, there's something to learn. Um, not always, but <laughs> most of the time. And um, yeah, so that's what I wanted to say this time um, today. Um, yeah, so that's basically it for today. But as always, I'm wondering what your thoughts are. Maybe you've had a similar experience. Maybe you're fully in the martial arts world. Maybe you're not at all. You've, this is the first time you've heard of this. Um let me know what you think i'm very curious to yeah know what your thoughts are with this so thank you so much for listening follow me on instagram and facebook no actually no don't follow me on facebook i'm not doing anything on facebook i haven't for years but it's there so in my notes i have to delete this follow me on instagram um at it's up to personal training on linkedin tanya mater t-a-n-j-a-m-a-d-e-r and yeah that's pretty much it i probably forgot something but hey it's fine it's fine i'm glad you're here glad you were listening and don't forget you are stronger than you think and i see you next time take care bye